Welcome to the Fit and Free with AIM podcast. I'm your host, Amy Louise. By listening to this podcast, you'll gain clarity and apply now principles in relation to training, nutrition, and mindset, all designed to help you build a strong and lean physique and show up as your best self. If you're a woman who struggles with excessive behaviors when it comes to training and food and think of yourself as a perfectionist, I hear you, I see you, I was you. And I know that you're in exactly the right place to change that narrative and build a body you love inside and out. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, we are going to talk about the topic of weight gain, and I just want to run you through why we're talking about this topic today, and it's because of a few conversations I've had with some of my clients recently around weight gain, and they have actually been for all different reasons, okay? So some of it is due to health and needing to regain weight. Some of it is also due to medication and do I say like unintentionally gaining weight or the medication has caused a reduction in basal metabolic rate and so energy expenditure isn't where we would have assumed for that person and it's definitely drastically changed since they have started a medication which is really important for them to be taking and just some other conversations as well about like growth phase weight gain where it's actually intentional but we're maybe not so ready to see those changes on the scale. So I am talking about a lot of different types of weight gain and because of that I do just want to caveat that that of course I'm coming at this with as much love as I possibly can and much, as much perspective as I possibly can and I'm not here to offend anyone. I really just wanted to record this podcast to start a conversation and open up discussion about it because I know that it is a topic that is clouded in shame for a lot of women and at the same time potentially it may be helpful for you to reflect on this and like I said I'm talking about a number of different circumstances where you reflecting on where you're at may lead you to seek some sort of like support or a new way of doing things or confirm that the way you're doing things is the right way even if it's uncomfortable yeah so I'm not coming at this actually with a contention or an argument that I'm trying to persuade anyone this topic is going to be definitely more of a discussion because that is what I want to create here especially because I'm talking about multiple different circumstances. So I'm not just talking about building phase or growth phase weight gain. I'm not just talking about weight gain for health and I'm not just talking about unintentional weight gain. I want to talk about all of it and just open the doors. And with this opening of the doors for discussion, I also want to invite you and I'll put a link to my email below so you can type a little bit more. But if you would like to email me your experience, where you're at, what you think of what I've had to say and yeah, what you think as well on this topic and your specific situation and maybe you want to link it to your training performance or your physique goals or anything like that go for your life I'm really extending the invite to you to contact me and we can have a discussion about this okay but potentially or not even but 
I wonder if this might be a useful moment in time for you to reflect. And we know that uh, reflecting is not always the right thing to do at any given time. And the reason why I want to say that is, like I said before, I am trying to approach this topic from a broad range of perspectives. And I've done enough psychological work on myself, as in with a qualified psychologist, to know that sometimes coping mechanisms are very valuable and they are keeping us safe in the moment. So I'm not trying to say that everyone right now needs to reflect on where they're at with their weight gain. I'm just saying potentially if there's a gut feeling that you know that this is the right time to have a reflect and maybe seek support or maybe change something up, then absolutely take this opportunity to do so. But if you know it's also not the right time to do those things for yourself because we should always try ourselves, <laughs> then please don't. But I do hope that it will at least open up discussion and reduce some of the shame that comes with the uh, with weight gain, whether it's intentional or unintentional. So first of all, I just thought I would give you just the quick, the most fast rundown about my story. You may have heard it. If you're new to the podcast, you wouldn't have. So that's who I'm providing the story to, for. Uh, I had really struggled with body image from about the age of like 15, year year eight, year nine started. And it kind of just progressively got worse and worse and worse and started to take up more and more of my focus all through uni, all through my first career as a lawyer. Uh, It was just reaching the pinnacle of my attention and energy, which is not great. I'd never been diagnosed with an eating disorder. I was definitely engaging in disordered eating behaviors, 100%, uh, and overactivity, the activity was was just focused on calorie burn. It wasn't focused on anything else. Uh, It was focused on calorie burn because I wanted to be way smaller than I was. And what happened, what that led me to do was, first of all, I did a marathon. I didn't get the physical results I thought I'd get from that. So then I decided to compete in bikini because, you know, that's a socially acceptable way to get lean. And I was very naive. I thought maybe I'd be able to maintain that physique. Um, Come post-show, it was really challenging for me. I had done a lot of listening and reading about like reverse dieting and what happens to people post-show, I just had no concept of that feeling of your hunger hormones being skewed uh, and your body just just needing food. It was the most horrific thing I'd ever experienced. I hadn't ever had trouble with binge eating prior and this was just, I just could not stop eating and it was really, really awful experience and I ended up gaining 12 kilos in eight weeks. So I have had... (laughs) I have had an experience with significant and rapid weight gain, although it wasn't my story prior to uh, 2016. Prior to 2016, if you were looking at me, you would have thought I was a very lean individual. I would have had body dysmorphia because I never saw that until I saw the photos in 2017 of how I looked prior to 2016. I was like, my God, I was so small. But all I saw in photos was someone like 30 times the size. And I do remember the moment when I first looked at those photos, having come out the other side of all of this and just seeing how small I was for real for the first time ever. And it was like I was looking at a different person because previously when I'd seen those photos, I literally saw someone who was 30 times as big. And yeah, it's crazy how body dysmorphia is. You're not seeing the reality of the situation. And so that was my experience with weight gain. So let's make this quick, but these are the talking points and these are the things I thought we could think about, right? 
So I do want to bring it to the rational for a moment and look at health markers. And again, this is I'm trying to apply this to all different sorts of weight gain. So some of it we're intentionally doing for our health and it may be uncomfortable. Some of it we're doing because we want to grow muscle mass, but that may be uncomfortable. Some of it may be out of our control because we're taking medication that we need to take. So I would say let's make it rational and have a look at our health because I think mental and physical health is probably one of the most important things that we have. If we don't have them, things are all a little bit harder. And that's not to come from an ableist perspective because I think plenty of people who have health issues can still live their life you know, to an amazing standard or find heaps of fulfillment and be filled with love and all of that. But I I think it is really important to, as best as we can and with what we have in our power, because not everything is in our power, especially when it comes to health. It's just not in our control. Some of the time things happen. Uh, but with what power we do have to use that effectively. So let's have a look at health markers, right? Let's take the, take the uh, what's the word? Take the focus off our looks for a second and let's have a look at our health markers. So have you got your bloods done? What are your bloods doing? And in terms of what you have control over, because some of those you may not, you may have certain, uh, what's the word? Um, health issues that cause deficiencies that you can't really do much about. And I, like, I'm not saying anything about that, but I am saying for the things that we have control over, for the things that you are able to control, you personally as an individual, which will be different to the next person, is there any room for us to look after ourselves? Is you know, is there anything else that we can do to help improve our health markers? Or even with this weight gain, are our health markets actually A-OK and we're doing really well in the health department because that's also a possibility. For some people, gaining weight is actually what they need to do to improve their health markers, okay? That's not the case for everyone, but we're talking about weight gain in this episode, so this is applying to those people. (laughs) Um, There's obviously plenty of circumstances where weight loss does improve health markers as well. (laughs) So just take take with this episode whichever is suited to you and just leave the stuff that's not useful or relevant okay so where are our health markers sitting and what's in our power in terms of what we can do to improve them what about our mental health that goes for that too so again this could go either way for some people weight loss will actually help improve their mental health and that is probably going to be through an improvement in lifestyle factors potentially an improvement in blood work for them but for uh, other people it can it may very well be weight gain is needed to improve their mental health and it could be one of those situations you know I'm thinking of like regaining a menstrual cycle where we will need to gain weight but that might have, you know, it will have positive physical implications, but then potential short term, maybe, or maybe long term negative mental implications. The women I've seen who have been able to work through that, because I've worked with a number of women who have regained their period, it's not my specialty. They've also worked with hormonal health specialists, uh, but I've seen their journeys. Okay, and at the start, it can be really challenging for those women. Some, not everyone, but some, it can be really challenging. And I know for them, they have constantly reiterated the story, the belief, the narrative for them that this is supporting my best self. And the more that you reiterate that, the more you'll even start to see it reflected back in your 
own body and I think you'll start to see your body differently. It's not so much that your body will change. It's not so much that we're talking about reducing fat in this situation. We're talking about gaining fat, but it is actually the lens through which you're seeing yourself changes when we're saying I'm doing this for my best, you know, my best self, my best health the best health that I um, is available to me right now. I really do think that that will change the lens through which you see your physique. You'll stop objectifying yourself. You'll start seeing yourself as a whole person. And uh, like I said, that prioritizing your physical health and then working on the mental side of things, it may catch up over time. I also would like to take it to lifestyle factors. So one of my beautiful clients who is a very close friend of mine I love her so much and she's a bloody trooper and she has been through kind of hell and back with an MS diagnosis uh, not the Christmas past Christmas prior and there was some issues and needed to take some medication and with that there was a fairly significant weight gain and this person has prioritized health <laughs> always. She's so active and she's prioritized mental health. She's prioritized her physical health. She takes care of herself. And it was one of those things where the weight gain was something that happened. It was a side effect of the medication. And for her, it was really upsetting, right? And you could imagine that. You're probably hearing that and you go, yeah, man, that sounds not great at all. Um for her because it wasn't her natural um, set point it was much higher than she was used to and um, what happened for her was some challenging issues to do with um, what's the word marrying up the need for the medication and then the outcome of that which was the weight gain and I was saying to her like I you know I understand that this is really challenging and like please let's not sugarcoat this it is frustrating it is horrible and you'll need to process those feelings and feel them and we're not here to shy away from the uncomfortable feelings but what about your lifestyle factors, right? Because there was a point where obviously she was extremely frustrated and was kind of like, what's the point? And I was doing my best to bring her attention back to her lifestyle factors. And it was like, we're quite limited physically compared to what she was able to do, of course. But these moving around training to the best of her ability even it looks even though it looks very different to what she was previously doing is still an important thing no like weight gain aside like weight gain weight loss whatever the lifestyle factors and the behaviors what her capacity allowed now it was still really important for her that she continued to engage in those things there was never for a moment that she wasn't going to do that I think it was just a really rough day <laughs> and I thought let's bring it back to like if we were to ask ourselves what's the lifestyle we want to engage in what does that look like for her it looked like xyz so again if this is you if we could just take the focus off your body for a moment and ask yourself like what kind of life do I want to live if I couldn't see my body so just say you were just uh like you could only see a floating head and you actually had no idea about what you would you look like but you had a physical body that was getting you through the world would you still train? <laughs> you know, if it didn't matter, if you didn't, if you couldn't see what you look look like, right? Would you still train? Would you still go for walks? <laughs> would you still prioritize your nutrition and your health? And I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you're going to say yes. 
because it's a lifestyle. You like being strong. Even if you can't see what you look like, I'm sure you like the feeling of um, being strong and being able to see progression. I'm sure you like what it feels like to be well slept and to have plenty of energy and fuel. I'm sure you like what it feels like to get some steps out in the fresh air and as best you can or with your capacity, be as mobile as you can, right? So let's take the focus off our body again and look at our lifestyle and how we set that up. So the next part of it is for maybe a different person. So we're not talking about the same person anymore. This might be a different person and this might be a little hard to hear, but we're just talking about lifestyle behaviors. So some of you are going to be listening to this and you might be thinking, holy hell, I actually have capacity for everything. Like I'm able-bodied human. I don't have any health complications. And yet I'm engaging in behaviors and a lifestyle that I'm actually not happy with. Again, there's going to be some of you who are pushing things to the, to the other extreme and you're burning the candle at both ends. You're doing way too much, but you know that deep down. And again, like I said, there's going to be the other part of you guys who might be like, shit, you know, I'm only doing 3000 steps a day, even though there's nothing holding me back, just playing PlayStation for the other few hours or watching Netflix or scrolling. And I'm drinking on the weekends and I don't like who I am when I'm doing that. And I'm engaging in those behaviors. Or like I said, yeah, the other end of the spectrum, you're just like a bull at a gate and you're burning the candle at both ends and you can't sustain it, yeah? There's everything in between, okay? We're trying to get some equilibrium here and meet in the middle. <laughs> but if you're the kind of person who's using that sort of, I'm going to say it, the soft excuse of balance, but deep in your heart, you know you're bullshitting yourself and you're just trashing your body and your mind, <laughs> then this might be a bit of a wake-up call to, again, bring it back to your lifestyle and your health markers. Don't even make it about your body. Make it about your lifestyle and your health markers and see what happens. Maybe you lose weight, maybe you don't, but you'll improve your health markers just by engaging in healthy habits. There is research papers to, uh, to show that as well. So um, engaging in healthy habits, whether that's walking or whether that's exercise or whether that's hitting micronutrients, your water intake, your sleep, not smoking, not drinking alcohol to an extent, those things are all these healthy habits that are going to help improve your health markers actually with without even losing weight, okay? So... There's research to back that up, which is really, really interesting. So health markers or, sorry, a focus on a healthy lifestyle is always worth it. And for some of you, it means pulling things back a little bit. For others, it means pushing things forward a little bit. And this is where we have to get accountable and honest with ourselves with, this is where I'm at. This is what I need to do. Is change going to be uncomfortable? Yes, because it always is, but it is possible, okay? So the last thing here that might come through for you is it's okay if you need some support, some psychological support, whether it's counseling or a psychologist. I've spoken to a psychologist before, actually not to do with fitness or my body image, which I probably would have very much benefited from, but I... Uh, had I think like six to eight sessions last year I had uh, multiple sessions the year prior prior to that I'd been working with a couple of mindset coaches I'll be really honest with you in my experience the psychologists were much better and we were able to 
get through work, uh, sorry, get uh, help me make changes much more efficiently. That's what I was trying to say. But it's really personal personality dependent and your connection with the service provider. So I don't want to persuade anyone to see someone that, uh, to not see someone that they want to speak to. I would just say maybe this is a time where you do consider getting some other support uh, that you might need, okay? So finally, I just wanted to touch on some of my experiences with weight gain and what that felt like to me. Again, just in the reducing this shame concept, if I talk about it, uh, then you'll know what I felt and you'll maybe if you're feeling this, you're not alone. So I'll just scoot back to my story for a moment and talk about the way I felt in that 2016 period. So there was absolutely that feeling of complete loss of control after being so controlled for a comp prep situation. And that was really hard (laughs) and terrifying. And I felt, what was the word? Almost like it was like this feeling of being trapped in my own skin because of the feeling of being so out of control. The remedy for me in my personal situation at that time was I just needed to eat it plenty day in, day out without restriction. Restriction at that time for me was not cutting it and that meant food group restriction and calorie restriction. I just needed to eat. I just needed to eat and eat plenty and I think part of the overeating towards the end of that cycle so straight away it would have been my body just trying to get me back to a set point and I just never experienced that before I wasn't ready for it and I think if you have some experience with it from what I understand from some competitors it does get easier uh, as you go along because you you know what to expect and you know that like if your coach takes you straight back up to maintenance which they should which my coach did not this is not my current coach sorry by the way this was a different coach but your coach after comp prep should be taking you back to maintenance like ASAP it's called a recovery diet rather than a reverse diet it's like get you straight back to maintenance Um, keep your activity fairly high to support the extra calories without weight gain but then slowly taper that down it is really important for competitors coming out of their comp season actually not to gain weight rapidly uh, as in out of control consumption and being in a heavy surplus it's it's really not helpful hormonally to do that to your body so whilst it's very important that the person gets straight back to their maintenance calorie intake and then start to taper activity down and start to taper food up for sure uh, it is really important that a lot of weight isn't gained very very rapidly uh, in terms of body fat And I know some people can feel like this is a personal attack on them. As a competitor, in your mind, you're like, I don't care. I want to gain the weight. I'm just overfeeling like shit. I get that too because I felt that. But it's really in your best interest just to hit your maintenance calories every single day as best as you possibly can. And the sooner you stay consistent, the sooner you'll be able to eat more food and do less activity (laughs) but there was that there was feeling really tight in my clothes I was just starting my business on the gym floor at the time I was incredibly embarrassed about that because I was like how can I provide a service to these clients who are wanting to lose fat when I can't even control my own physique 
uh, yeah, my clothes didn't fit. I went through a breakup with my partner. God, it was horrendous. It was truly horrendous. And so I really struggled with that. But where I got to with the weight gain, I realized that berating myself wasn't going to help me at all. I realized there were some positive pursuits I could focus on my training I was going to start playing footy so I was doing like preseason footy training and I was just thinking about how I was fueled for performance and focused on my performance I was focusing on the muscle growth that I was going to get which I definitely needed and loved and I started saying really nice things to myself in the mirror honestly there was previously a quite a bit of picking apart and feeling like I wasn't living up to certain standards, I honestly let that go and started being like, God, I actually love these features. And they were, it was authentic, to be honest with you. I just let myself love myself, if that's the easiest way I can put it. I just dropped the rope of resistance and I let myself love myself. And it's really interesting when you start to ponder what are the conditions I have placed on loving myself? What are the conditions I've placed on liking myself? What are the conditions I've placed on liking my physical body? I've spoken about our meat suits and how they're ours. They're so individual. They're so special. There's there's one of a kind and you're it and you have your own and you can't give your meat suit to someone else and they can't take yours and vice versa. This is your special meat suit. Um, and w- whether we feel like we live up to standards or not, it's ours. And for that, it is special. And just for that alone, I think it is worth praising and loving <laughs> wholeheartedly as much as we can and having a look at what are the conditions that are surrounding yourself letting you love yourself does it have to be I have to be a certain size I have to be a certain weight and why and where did that come from and what does that mean and all of those beliefs are just beliefs none of them are fact and that means you can change any of those beliefs that you hold about yourself so Going through a growth phase, let me talk about 2020. So towards the end of 2020 is when I decided I wanted to compete again. And so we went through a pretty hectic growth phase from 2020 all the way through to uh, partway through 2021. So I did a long growth phase. I actually ended up being the same weight I was when I gained that 12 kilos in eight weeks. So I ended up at the same weight both times, saw my physique completely differently through the growth phase. There, There was actually a little bit of like that thick and sexy vibe in my head about myself at that um, top end and I just embrace that like it does feel to me that felt good being at my top end Um, I've got I get boobs which I never I don't usually have them and that like that's a bit of a novelty for me (laughs) that felt fun and you have like bigger hips and pants look good and leggings look good in my opinion they do look good when I'm heavier I like the way my legs get like I would say pretty thick, like in an athletic sense. I feel like I look muscular and thick. I really like it. And it's a, you know, it's a different look being up that end of the growth phase. But I just found things that felt good and felt, for me, it was a feeling of feeling like more sexy and more feminine than I would at a lighter weight, to be very honest with you. At a lighter weight, I kind of feel like maybe um, a little bit like, ramped up for aerobic performance like you get that kind of 
elite athlete vibe when when I'm lean that's how I feel I don't feel feminine (laughs) I don't feel feminine when I'm lean it's not doesn't have that sexiness about it at all so for me especially being a competitor I do need to find ways to embrace every phase whether that's lean whether that's that mid-range where I'm normally happy where I sit at that normal happy sort of set point between the lean and the, um, the the top end and the growth phase is pretty much where I feel like, well, most of my wardrobe actually fits, which is fantastic. But that's probably where I feel the most primed for performance because at the top end of a growth phase, I actually tend to feel tired and sluggish and a bit ugh. So you can see how there's positives and negatives of each phase and of, you know, that weight gain phase, I, I just look at what, yeah, what do I like about it? Um, and try and focus on the positives, right? And I don't think we should deny any of the negative feelings that, that come with weight gain. I think it's the, the, the best that we can do is bring them up to the surface and talk about them and then make them okay. Honestly, just make them okay. The more we try and resist something, the more it persists. So, get it out there, normalize it, see if you can transmute it a little bit and take the any energetic charge away from it. You know, like when you have a thought about something, you know, your stomach feels sick or your chest feels tight or you feel heavy and drained. There's probably a story that we've attached to whatever it is, maybe the weight gain in this case. And it's like, if I keep bringing it up and I keep just getting it out there and telling myself, it's okay. Like, it's okay if you like shit about that. It's okay. We're not trying to resist it so much I think sometimes that can just take the negative charge away and you stop caring Uh, the other thing of course is to take the focus off and if it's weight gain for a build phase uh, for a growth phase just asking yourself what is the point why am I trying to do this I'm trying to build muscle I'm trying to improve my performance like there's logical and strategic reasons for doing that if it's for health reasons like maybe it's uh, medication of course you could pursue seeing if there's other medications available to you uh, but also reminding yourself like this is really important I take this for my physical and mental health and if we're needing to gain weight for health purposes again it's like let's take our focus off the physical so much and have a look at all of the other positives that this weight gain brings freedom and improved health and improved lifestyle and we're getting out of the prison that we've created for ourselves of staying underweight and potentially feeling fragile and potentially always focusing on how much we weigh and always focusing on our body weight when there's so many other things that we could be thinking about that quite frankly are so much more constructive for your life and for the lives of the people around you as well. So I hope that just opened up the discussion. Like I said, this wasn't so much of a contentious, contentious, where I was trying to come at this with a specific intention. It was more to open up the discussion, shoot me through an email, let me know your experiences as well. And if you have any questions about weight gain, uh, especially weight gain for building phases, <laughs> weight gain for building phases, I love chatting about. So if you have any questions about that or, yeah, like I said, wanted to share your experience, don't hesitate to do so. I will see you guys in the next episode. <laughs>